Welcome back to another episode of B-Hall Radio. I'm your host, Brian Rowan with Logan Everett. We're on episode 89 with Coach Ward recapping an NCAA tournament and a lot of other stuff. Welcome to the show, Coach. Well, I appreciate you, B-Row. It's good to be back. Logan, always good to chat with you. We've oh, got, yeah. um, this, I think this is our first chat since the end of the wrestling season, right? Um, yep. our, first, our first chat since um, after Brian Rowan's historic return <laughs> to the competition arena. <laughs> we have a lot to recap there as well. Um, pumped to be with you guys. The The day after i guess it was like right after we finished recording the last one i think we did like uh tuesday right before the brackets come out and brian texted me he's like we should have just waited till the brackets came out to do the day thing but i was like you you don't even get a chance to really like digest them until no because we had dozens of angry fans out there just needed an episode and uh yeah. to give the fans what they want so we had to get it out there um, and now we want to talk about, you know, the season as a whole, we've had a chance to, um, I mean, not, not, not completely, but we've had a chance to kind of reflect and digest the season a little bit and can, can talk about, you know, what feelings about it, the way it finished, um, you know, and, and all the good, the bad, and the ugly, and then what we got going on in the spring and what we have to look forward to next year. Man, you must have been listening when uh, Logan and I were talking pre-show because that was that was our plan right there. I think that we're just so after how many episodes is this now? Nine. We're like we're on the same page at this point. Yeah, I think I think we've got it figured out. It's yeah. pretty much the same agenda every single time. Um, yeah, I mean, really, the listener questions really drive where the episode goes. So, um, but well, you're going to be disappointed tonight, then. Oh man, well, we we well, didn't get the uh, announcement out there. So. Well, any of uh, like like uh, there wasn't a lot of like diet, you know, some like discussion points, you know, things like that, but nothing, nothing that really shocked the world. Well, listen, I've been, you know, I've been rambling enough. Um, we can talk about whatever, uh, whatever you uh, host and uh, whatever our listeners would like to hear about. Yeah, I mean, so I'd like to get into, um, you know, re re just recapping the NCAA tournament. You know, we sent three guys. You obviously didn't get the showing that, um, that you know, us as, as fans would have, you know, would have hoped, you know, getting somebody on the podium. But, you know, talk to us about that, that you know, preparation leading towards it, um, your, your time in Tulsa, being back in Oklahoma, you know, I guess kind of go off there. What would you have hoped for as fans? We, did, we didn't get what you wanted. What did you want? I mean, I would want somebody on the podium, but like, I'm, I'm just, a, I'm just a fan that just wants everything. So, yeah, he wants it all. Yeah, yeah. I had, you know, an an alumni called me today and um, to to talk to me about a kid in his home state, and he said, um, "Oh man, you know, your your freshman at 125 looked really good. I was hoping he would win some matches at the national tournament, but you know." Um, and I hung up the phone, and I thought, um, "Well, I'm glad that he hoped that he would do that too." You know, I mean, it's what we all want. So. Um, I get it. I know what you're saying. We didn't have the showing that you as fans would want. Um, you don't want anything nearly as bad as the three guys that wrestled in the tournament. I'll promise you that. And you guys both know because you've done it. Um, you know, I mean, I thought we were, you know, we were an overtime match at, at 65, um, an overtime match at heavyweight, um, you know, and a ticket bout at, at 49 and a few different weights, you know, of sending, you know, more than three guys of the tournament. So it was really close. And then sending three to our, you know, to the tournament, um, 
I mean, this year, that's that's nothing to be ashamed about, just as tough as it was to make the tournament. But that's not up to our standard. You know, we need to be doing more than that. Um, the positive news is, you know, the last time we sent three to the tournament and they all came back, which is what's happening next year, then we went on a run and set records for three years in a row, sending seven guys to the tournament. Um, so there's some some things to be optimistic about there. But, yeah, just kind of recapping the tournament, it, it kind of comes down to this. And and to be honest with you, okay, I'll give you my thoughts on how I approach it. Like, if you go 0-2 or 2-2 or 3-2 or 4-2, I really it doesn't – you either make the podium or you don't. I mean, to me, that's the way I feel about it. I don't care. You went one and two, you went five and two and didn't like you either placed at the tournament or you didn't um, like go zero and two or make the round of 12. What's the difference? You know, one team point, you know, that literally maybe like one team point is the difference. So, um, I mean, you go there to to win matches and make the podium. You either do or you don't. That's that's kind of the way I think about it. And we didn't, you know, and, and our three guys. um Here's the thing is, is, you know, you can live with the results because you know how freaking hard it is to, to make a run and place at that tournament. Like it's really, really freaking hard. Um, so you, we can live with the results, but the, the thing that probably um, still kind of sits with you the worst is that, you know, we just didn't have our great, we, we didn't have really great performances across the board. Um, you know, I think over the last six weeks of the season or so that was, maybe that maybe our worst performances and that's really not the place that you want to have them. Um, so that part really sucks. And um, we probably feel that as coaches more than we feel anything else is that we just didn't have them ready to, to be their best when you had to be your best. And there's probably some reasons for that. Um, but in the end, you know, it's the reasons don't matter. You just, you got to get your guys ready to compete. So yeah, we wished, we wished that we would have um, scored a few more points or, Honestly, I don't care about the team points, so I don't know why I said that. Really, we just wish we would have won some more matches and given ourselves a chance to be on the podium. Um, and it didn't happen, you know, but those three guys are all coming back next year, and that's really valuable experience for all of them. So there's some things to be excited about as you move ahead. Did you, did you guys go out Monday? Yeah, we flew out on Monday night because there was that storm coming in on Tuesday. So we got out ahead of the storm, so we were there. We, we flew into Oklahoma City on Monday, drove up to Tulsa on Tuesday, and then we're there, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and then drove to Oklahoma City on Sunday morning and flew back. We were there for a full week. Is that a little earlier than you normally would go? And how, did you like it or not? No, I didn't like uh, – um, I didn't like – you know, it's been a while since we've only had three guys go to the tournament. So our preparation leading up to it didn't feel exactly the same. Um Maybe the energy, you know, wasn't there, which in hindsight, you know, probably means the guys were just a little bit nervous, um, you know, and just a little bit tight. So that's why the energy didn't feel like what it needed to be. They're just a little bit too tight. Um, and um, but, you know, it wasn't that a lot of teams go out there on Monday and have great tournaments. We've been out there on Mondays before and wrestled really well. So um, but I mean, I would rather be out there, you know, just a day and a half or so before competition. Um but we were on spring break the week prior. Okay. So we're on spring break. We left EIWAs. We're on spring break. So if we stick around the next week, you know, then our guys have class on Monday and Tuesday, and then you leave and it's like, it just completely messes yeah. up any, any rhythm. So that's a challenge that we have is kind of getting in a rhythm before the tournament. Yeah, I would, I would agree with most of the, everything you said. I mean, really we talked, on the last episode, I felt like we talked a lot about 
we were trending in the right direction. Yeah. Um, it, it kind of felt like we st- stalled out a little bit. No, I don't say stalled out in like a wrestling term, but just kind of di- didn't keep growing in that same same direction, really. Like, mm-hmm. I think you hit on it, but. Um, yeah, and I think, you know, it's, um, you were two of the guys that had never been there before. Um, you know, our one guy that has been there before isn't the most, he's not, you know, Benny's not the most vocal guy that's going to like, here's how you do it. Here's how you get ready, you know, and, um, he's a great leader and a great example. Um, but he's not the one that, you know, he's not going to take over the room. Um, you know, and, and so, you know, maybe the other two, just, just my guess is in reflection, you know, a little bit nervous about, you know, their first experience there. Um, and you look at our schedule, like you got to get up for the last dual meet. You got to, you got to be your best at the EIWA tournament. And you got to be your best 10 days later at the, at the NCAA tournament, it's a lot to manage as far as just staying up and managing the hype, you know, for your last three competitions of the year, which span, you know, the course of just a little bit over a month. Yeah, I think uh, I, I ended up talking to Russ about <laughs> Russ called me for like, oh, did you really? Yeah, probably for like an hour. And we just talked about it's like I often like sympathize with the guys that lost because that was that was my experience. You know what I mean? So it's like you just you feel for them just because, you know, yeah how much goes into it and it's like you know you see i mean like my career is the same way i had like you know you have two matches that you lose that like you're like man that don't feel like that was reflective of everything that yeah went into this and and that sucks like i feel for them from that aspect because it's just i don't know it feels like that just wasn't (laughs) that wasn't the way that it should have been just based off everything that you did or all the work that you did and then well, that's right. Sometimes, like, and that's why you don't need to, you know. It, um, that's why it, it's, you know, you don't shy away from it, and you know how important that term it is and what it means to you. But at the same time, you know, it it doesn't define the course of your career. So, and these guys, you know, all of them, if if they had to hang up their shoes right now, they'd have a lot to be proud of. The good news is they got, you know, um, at least one more year. You know, Benny and and Nate got another year, and Ethan's got three. So. Um, yeah, that's 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 a lot to be excited about with that. I just here's the thing: when you go into the tournament like us, as what was our highest seed, fourteen? Yeah. Um, so, I mean, if you're just average that weekend, you know, you're counting on six or seven guys in front of you to have bad weekends, um, and that's if you wrestle up to you know you're kind of like pretty good. Um, and that's as a 14 seed. You're like 14th in America, and you're counting on six or seven guys in front of you to have shitty weekends. Um, yeah. you, you can't. And that's as a 14. Now, you know, you get your 17 or 30th seed. Now you're counting on a lot of people to lay an egg that weekend. You've got to be, you have to be great. Like if you go in there seated 14th to 25th, well, you have to be great that weekend. And, and our, our guys wrestled pretty good, but they weren't great. Um, and that, you know, that, that ends up showing in the results. So listen, if you're going to go in, you like, you got to be great. If you want to win it, you've got to be great. If you want to place as the 15 seed, you've got to wrestle way above your 15 seed. You can't count on seven or eight or nine people in front of you having a bad weekend. Um, you have to be great. And we just, you know, we, we were pretty good, but we weren't great. That's, that's the bottom line. Yeah. Yeah. I think, go ahead, Ryan. I was going to say, well, on a positive note, looking at the, um, you know, being at the reception on Friday um, this year versus last year, 
Um, you could tell the tone was just different. And when you don't have any seniors that are there, you know, there's no real like funeral as you would describe it because the, like the end isn't near, you know, and you can tell with all those guys that it was like, yeah, they were disappointed, but it was a learning experience and there's, and there's next year, you know, and a lot of times there's not always that next year next opportunity. So yeah, felt different at the reception this year than last, because you're seeing a couple guys that, you know, you just know they're never going to get that next opportunity, you know, with NCAA wrestling. Yeah. No, that's a good observation. I'm glad you brought that up because for me, honestly, it was like, um, I did not want to be there. I'll be honest. Like, I mean, it, you know, those, those times are hard for me. Like I, I don't move past losses, you know, or, you know, what I would consider a letdown or failure as a coach. Like I did, man, those are tough. I don't move past those very quickly. Um, and so like, it was all I could do to, to drag myself into that reception. I just wanted to get the hell out of there, you know, but it's, uh, you, you appreciate everybody's support and you appreciate what they've done to help you get there. And so it's important that we're there and sometimes you just got to suck it up and, and be present and, and be there and, and thank the people for what they've done. But I'm glad it was a different vibe. Um, Cause that wasn't something that I was really tuned into. So good observation. That's good to hear. Yeah. Overall, Tulsa and Civil A's, you know, a lot of a lot of crazy wrestling. Um, better than better than I thought. Like the arena was missing, like the modern day, the sound system, the scoreboard, like that stuff was maybe a decade in the past. You know, yeah. from what we've been at the uh, at the other venues, but there was plenty of space. They were very well prepared. There was like there were no complaints with athletes waiting in line. They had ample locker room space. Like everything for the competitors, they nailed it. It was great. I mean, it was a really good experience for every competitor there. Um, and then, it's you know, the fans, I don't know, did the fans have as good of a time or not? I don't know. But um, from a competitor standpoint, the city was easy. We walked back and forth to the hotel. We were always able to get food when we needed it. Um, you would expect some lines and crowds just, you know, on a big weekend like that. But it for me, they they surpassed my expectations. I didn't I didn't think it would go that smoothly. Um Except the only thing that sucked is we had to fly in and out of Oklahoma City, you know, which, um, listen, that hour and 40 minutes or so drive from Oklahoma City to Tulsa, I would rather do that than drive one hour to LaGuardia any day. <laughs> it was like, there were no cars on the road. It was easy. Um, you pull up to the airport and you're like one of three cars that are there. It's crazy. <laughs> um, so yeah, all in all, it wasn't that bad. Isn't the speed limit on that highway like 90? No, it was, yeah, it was like 85, something like that. We were cruising. I'm in a minivan and I'm like, I don't know if I want to go past the speed limit. <laughs> can this thing, can the, can the van take it? Um, yeah, we stopped at a toll and the lady there in the toll booth was like talking to me, asking me how my morning was and how are you doing? I was like, they don't, they don't talk to you like this in New Jersey when you stop at a toll booth. So oh, yeah, that was, that was pretty cool. Brian called me on Thursday and was like, he was like, yeah, I'm finally getting in the air. I was like, it was like, at this point, it was like two o'clock. I was like, oh, what the heck? That's like he missed like the entire morning session because his flights got canceled or something. Will you tell us, Brian, what was it like for a fan's perspective in Tulsa? Uh, it was good once I got there. I missed the first session. And honestly, um, the the mat cast they had, I was watching it in the, you know, one of the lounges at the, at the airport during my, when I was during my layover. Yeah. And, it was, I mean, it was great from a fan perspective watching the first rounds um, on, on TV there. But once I got there Thursday night, I mean, it was, 
it, it was rocking and rolling. I sat next to uh, Messit, and I I have to apologize because I was I've been very critical of refs, you know, this season, and I took it all out on him Thursday. <laughs> He's an innocent bystander. <laughs> he wants to do nothing but sit there and enjoy wrestling. Yeah, and I I was I was putting all the blame on him for no reason. But partially because he was like justifying a lot of, he was like standing up for the rules um, to an extent. Well, maybe, um, maybe, maybe he was just trying to get you fired up. <laughs> no, no, he was not enjoying this. <laughs> uh, this I, is, this is a question I have, I have to ask because I figured you would know the answer for, for the challenges. Is it a third ref somewhere else or is it the guys on the, on the mat that are making the call? It can't be them. No, it's, it's not them. It gets sent off at the at the conference tournament and uh, NCAA tournament gets sent off to a, a third party reviewer. You don't so now, know who those people are. Um, I guess my question was like, do they do they record <laughs> it on a VHS and one guy grabs it and he runs it somewhere Dude. and then they bring it back? And... Embarrassing. That that one challenge that went for like eight minutes in the finals was an embarrassment oh, because there's fifteen thousand people in the arena that know the right call. Um, I think the ref on the mat actually knew he screwed it up, you know, like everybody yeah. in the arena knew it was, they had to change the call and it took them eight minutes to do it. Just, um, that's an embarrassment. We can't afford that. I, everybody knows that. I don't know what happened. That was a major breakdown, obviously. Um, Lowe was reporting that they, um, they, they asked about that and, and they got the word the referee said was that they were just trying to get it right. Cause you know, you never know what, like what's happening behind the scenes. Like maybe they, there's glitches in the video, like they're, they're not able to see it, you know, some logistics. But th yeah, they just kept watching it over and over again. I, well, everybody in the arena kept watching it over and over. We were doing the wave. It was that bad. We were doing the wave around the arena. Um, it was terrible. So I, I don't really it. recall any challenges being quick or like timely, even to the point where I was like, every time I was like, what are we, we're still. It was, we're still looking at this. Like it was crazy. I thought it took way too long. I didn't know what was yeah. going on. For yeah. Frustrating. It, you know, so, and we had one challenge because we have three competitors. Um, we never threw the challenge. And and I thought there were two calls that, that probably would have, should have been changed in my mind if we would have challenged them, but you just, you never know in the moment. Um, it, it also completely messes with the flow of your match. Like somebody like Lucas who gasses people out at the end of the match. It's like, I'm not going to yeah. throw the challenge where I can give this guy six right. minutes right. to right. completely right. recover with, you know, with a minute and a half left in the match. Like I, you yeah. can't, like you can't do that. If, if that's you know one of your guys strengths, you can't be like in a, in a tough situation where you can't even use it because. Well, I don't want to turn this into, you know, like a, a, a griping session about the rules, but hopefully the rules can get simplified where it's easier to call where everybody knows what the call should be and, and, and challenges are now about whether they were inbounds or out of bounds, you know, and not the, when you have to challenge actually the application of a rule that many times, it means the rules are a little bit too confusing. Um, so hopefully they can simplify the rules and take a lot of the junk out, um, make them really simple and easy to understand, easy to call for the referees that are on the mat. It's not an easy job and we need to do everything we can to make their job easier. Well, I feel like at one point we even wanted we wanted the third party review, and I think that it's a good thing. So it just can't take as long. Can't like, yeah, we can't do it. I, I don't think wrestling's set up to make review work in an optimal way. But um, 
other than that, I mean, I thought, you know, probably for the fans, it was a pretty exciting tournament. There were a lot of upsets, obviously, some big ones. Um, there was really good wrestling. I mean, this is – it's as tough as it's ever been. When you look at how how old, you know, the field is at the national tournament, how hard it is just to get there, um, you got to be ready every single round. And that and that shows, like, um, just the quality of the, the athletes that are there, a really good tournament. Yeah, I think uh, I saw Scott – Scott Green said that oh, you're still out, of, out of 80, there was 64 kids in fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh year that were all Americans. Yeah, yeah. I mean, only three true freshmen all Americans this year. And one of those true freshmen bypassed his senior year of high school and, you know, trained at a college and wrestled in college opens, didn't even compete in high school his senior year. So I really wouldn't consider him the traditional true freshman. Um, but yeah, there were three true freshmen, three redshirt freshmen, and everybody else was older than that. So we and a couple, I think three seventh year guys made the podium. So yeah, man, you got to be good to do it, and um, you got to be good early, and then you got to stay good. I think it's amazing. Like think about how good you have to be to win one, yeah, and then to be able to win four and not make a single mistake. It's pretty in any, yeah. in any four of the tournament. Like you have to be so much better. It's crazy. I mean, I got I got the firsthand video from Brian during the uh, Spencer Lee match. He sent it to me like right after. It's wow. a video of him. It was pretty funny. Yeah, I don't know if I saw that video. I, I was we were sitting there watching the match. That was wild. It's like not only do you, can you not make mistakes, but I mean you're gonna make mistakes, but you got to be tough enough to overcome them. And it's you know, yeah, pretty incredible accomplishment to to win one and then to, to have an opportunity to win four pretty studly to do that yeah but i guess we can move on to you know somebody who did make the finals just this past weekend let's go let's talk about what it takes to not only be in the arena but to get back into the arena after being retired for what 10 years 14 14 years of retirement our man b row steps out to compete and what do you do you reel off three straight wins chasing down single legs at the end of the period make your way to the finals two uh two straight wins i didn't i didn't have a pigtail um, okay so listen nobody here is going to go check the brackets brian say you won eight I, of the we, we did actually we did check it oh, no there was a lot of people looking at looking at flow arena that day <laughs> so <laughs> tell us about it. so you went back and you entered a tournament and you wrestled this past weekend I did. It was a great experience. It was eye-opening a little bit. Um, I thought I was in pretty good shape. Um, I didn't actually, I mean, there was a lot of, there was a lot of people that were dying out there. Um, my big mistake was not probably stretching my groin enough. Stop. Going really hard for an inside trip within 15 seconds of the first match and just like not, A, not getting it. And <laughs> just being like, ooh, that felt a little funky. <laughs> I um, mean, are you walking around today or are you hobbling around? I don't know. I can, I can walk and I could probably jog. Uh, but I did go to the, the physical therapist this afternoon and uh, um, we've got to work on some things. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, just like our guys, you know, at NCAAs, you know, they healed up. Some lessons, just things to work on. I've got some things to work on too. But overall, it's a great experience. I mean, we had, you know, probably 25 kids from my youth club that were competing, you know, that stayed around after their, you know, to, the, to watch coach. What do they call you? They call you coach B-Row or what? 
Coach Brian. Yeah. They stuck around and watched Coach I mean, Brian. It, it sounded similar to like, you know, you know, kind of after after Spencer's the first period of that match, you know, the whispers going around, like, hey, you hear what's going on, like see what's happening. It was kind of like that, like, hey, Coach Brian's <laughs> are you seeing this? Um, it kind of felt like that in the moment in the center of the mat. Um but uh, yeah, it was good. And so I I went out. I ended up winning that match. I won the next match, and then I forfeited in the finals because it was I had like a two hour break in between the second and third match. Where in between the first and second, there was only like twenty minutes. So like I was able to stay warm and like you know my groin didn't feel too bad. But after that second, it was I was not feeling very good. So I well, dude, listen, it takes a lot of courage to get back out there on the mat and compete and test yourself. So. Um, Sincerely, man. Proud of you. Congrats for having the courage to get out there and do it. Go win your matches. Appreciate that. Logan's next. He, he was sending me the he was sending me videos of the he sent me videos like he said, so what what did you think of this one? I said, Well, I thought that guy made a snail look pretty fast. That one guy he wrestled. <laughs> Actually, I wasn't asking you how you thought that guy looked. You just told me how you thought. <laughs> what but what Brian really wanted to hear was man, the inside trick was sick. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you actually did well. Well, yeah, I mean, you usually if a guy has a good shot on you and you can like down block to an overhook, you can get it and it's like smoother. But when he hits such a bad shot and you kind of have to force it, that's what makes it even more impressive. Yeah. You have to actually lift lift him up off the ground to be able to hit it. You have to roll him over off his back and stand him up. Uh, Just to make him fall down again. Listen to you. What tournament did you enter? What was this? <laughs> you entered the youth tournament, didn't you? <laughs> the funny thing was, and you can't see it in the video, I inside tripped him so hard, and I and I caught his his arm. Like sometimes you lose the arm in the overhook side, and other times you can stay high enough on the body to where you 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 kind of capture it. Yeah, Brian, I'm familiar. He fell so hard back. And like I think he knocked the wind out a little bit. He just quit and was like <laughs> end and just laid there for like five seconds. And the ref didn't call the pin, so he squirms up and, and ends up getting out of it, uh, even though he had quit and like you know decided, hey, you know my Mawa career is done. Age <laughs> as well. He was not young. He was like, yeah, I felt bad because he probably had like a wife and kids that were watching, and he's like going out there, and I just inside trip him to his death. No, no mercy, Biro. <laughs> um, well, listen, we're sending a few guys out to compete in Vegas here in a couple weeks at the uh, at the U Junior or UW Junior Open U Twenties, whatever they call it. Maybe a couple. Coach Parker is going to compete in the U.S. Open. You could, I mean, U.S. Open is open to anybody if you want to go out there with us. And there's also I was trying to get him to do the Masters. <laughs> the uh, what? What's is that? What the Senior or Masters? What's it's not Senior because Senior's like. Seniors like uh, yeah, like in oh the masters division yeah you could get out there I I don't know how they do the masters isn't it like by different age brackets but different age brackets and if I remember I mean Reese Humphrey did it a few years back and won like masters worlds and it was like um, but there's like older divisions too I mean no there's no way I'm not I hope you draw Reese Humphrey when you go out there to the masters. (laughs) And I hope you try to inside. I hope you try to inside trip him. He was at Mawa's this weekend at the tournament. He wasn't wrestling. No, he wasn't wrestling. He was coaching, but he was there. Yeah, I got a feeling he could still. I thought about it. I was like, man, 
he wouldn't have been my weight class. He would have been the weight class down. Um, but I'm like, man, if he signed up for this, that wouldn't be fair. Because there, there were some good guys. Like 167 had three Division One former Division One wrestlers. Like there were uh, two of them were New Jersey State champions. Another one was a two-time PA medalist. But they had they had some like deep weight class. There's 12 guys in that weight class. There was 10 in mine. How much hate mail are you going to get for talking so much about your wrestling tournament on this show? Um, only from one individual. <laughs> Everything else will be positive. But no, we are going to Vegas, and uh, you're welcome to go with us. We're going to send some guys out there to compete. Um, when is, when's the tournament? Wrestling club's uh, single that says Rowan on the back. <laughs> we'll, we'll get one ordered. Well, it might say Rowan with a Sharpie, but it'll, <laughs> it'll say Rowan. Um, the tournament's at the end of next month, the end of April. Um, I'm not even sure the dates, but Ian's going to go and um u20s we're gonna have bergen charlie farmer cole hoffer wolfgang frabel um trey mcdaniel we're gonna wrestle u20s and um ian's in the open joe couch might wrestle in the the open level uh greco um i'm not sure if we're gonna see anybody else but that's the guys we got at this point and then um you didn't ask but i'll, I'll just fill you in we're gonna train you know we're gonna train pretty hard through the month of april so Coach Parker's done a good job putting a training program together. He's going to run our training through the month of April. Um, and, um, and and then we're at it, you know, like we're recruiting hard right now. And I was on the road this weekend. and um, We got a lot of visits that start this weekend. So we got three weekends in a row of probably four to six recruits each weekend that are coming in to visit. So we're moving forward, man. Um, a lot to be excited about. We got some young guys that are excited to compete in, the, in their off season. And we've got a lot of recruits coming in that are going to help build the program. So, um, you know, while you're while you're chasing your goals on on the mat at the Mawas, we're chasing our goals on the mat here at West Point too. Good to hear. <laughs> yep. Had the guys for the you know since since Civil's had some time. Are they taking off some time off in March? And that was why you guys are ramping up. You know. Anyway? Yeah, we haven't had any structured workouts with our guys that wrestled at the national tournament at all. Um, it's all been on their own and now now quite a few people have been in the room and there's some that we did we haven't seen um and and some of them i'm okay like you know i don't think i've seen lucas or pazook um and i'm fine with that like let them kind of decompress and and you know kind of let them be have some time to reflect um and you know sometimes i think guys you know their their safety mechanism is like let's get back to work let's get back to work and i'm like no you need to take four five six days and um and really think about you know why things went down the way they went down don't just get back into the room and get back to work like you need to go think about why things happened the way they did so we can you know think about making a plan to change some things that we didn't like um you know so i don't, I don't mind not seeing those guys since the national tournament and there's some other guys on the team that didn't wrestle in the national tournament i haven't seen them either that is a problem um they need to start getting into the room but um but I, I have no doubts. Our guys trained hard this year. They're going to train hard this offseason as well. They'll be ready. So just send me their number. I'll, I'll text whoever needs to get in there and let them know. Well, they don't listen to the show, Logan. So, well, uh, that's oh, fair enough. Yeah. Some of them do. They should. Uh, who knows? I don't know. Maybe they get. I hope they don't care what we have to say. I really yeah, don't. Right. Yeah. Really, they just need to care about what they, you know, the way that they're thinking and the way they approach their training. And that's it. You know, nothing else. So. Um, yeah, but that's it. I'm trying to think about what other things, you know, may be of interest. Um, 
our Great. schedule for next season. We're working on that. We, I'm not going to announce anything yet, but we have a couple like really cool things in the works. We should have some marquee events again. Um, so yeah, like, you know, we, we're moving and, and recruiting and scheduling for next year and, and uh, kind of hit the ground running when we got back from Tulsa. Are there any events uh, throughout the spring or early summer at West Point, if any alumni are coming back, you know, I know, um, you know, I know people travel back to West Point, you know, so reaching out to you, I don't know if there's anything going on. No, we don't have anything scheduled right now. We're going to do a spring banquet for our wrestling team, but it's going to be pretty informal. We're going to get together and kind of picnic style really more than anything. We have a small group of seniors. We want to be able to celebrate them and, and we have some awards to give out, but you know, it's not a year that you need to throw a huge banquet for. Um, there's a lot to be excited about and a lot to be proud of, but it's not, you know, that we, we didn't do quite enough this year to be able to throw a huge party and celebrate. So we're going to get together and have a good time as a team. And, and maybe they'll, you know, everybody will invite their dates and their plus ones to come with them, but it's not going to be a big formal deal where we bring in alumni or anyone from out of town to come to it. Um, and then other than that, you know, I mean, it's almost April, which means it's almost May and then it's graduation. They're out of here. So there's not that much time left on campus, to be honest, there's, you know, six weeks or so. Yeah, I was going to say, I bet they feel like there's a lot left. I mean, yeah, kind of depending on what situation they're in. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You got a, you got a lot of grades to recover from after this past few weeks. I'm sure there's a few, there's a few of those, but 10 week grades come out this week, maybe. So, you know, we'll see. And our guys have done really well academically. I, I'm, I'm really proud of them for what they've done there and the maturity they've shown. So, but yeah, I'm sure some of them are a little bit worried that, you know, they got some making up to do, so they need to get on it. Yeah. I feel like this, the spring's kind of slow. I mean, it's like, what, like projects day and, that's really it around yeah. campus. It's not Manhurst. Oh, true. Hey, let, okay. So speaking of academics, let me just give a shout out to Nate Lucas for this. This drives me bonkers. The NCAA gives out an award at every championship. It's called the Elite 90 Award. Um, there's 90 NCAA championships apparently. So the Elite Award goes to the competitor with the highest GPA. And um, the 157 pounder from North Dakota State won it again this year. He has a perfect 4.0 GPA. He's a couple time All American, total stud, right? Take nothing away from the, the winner of it. But, well, um, but, but Nate Lucas has a, a 4.1 GPA at West Point. Um, but here's the deal since West Point does half grades, you know, C minus C, C plus, um, they convert the 4.1 to a 4.0 scale. So Nate ended up with like a 3.9. Um, but he deserves public recognition because a three, you know, a 3.9 at West Point is better than a 4.0 at any other school in the country. And a 4.1 at West Point, damn sure is better than a 4.0 anywhere else. But, you know, again, a victim of our own system and, and way of doing things here, but he deserves recognition for how much ass he's kicked in the classroom over the course of not just this year, but his entire time at West Point. It's impressive. Couldn't be me. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? You were a good student. You're a smart guy too. And I mean, how many people have had a 4.0? It's not many. I, I, I know like on one hand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is another one of them our co-host? No, not this episode. <laughs> he graduated. <laughs> not this episode. I'm trying to think about like how a 4.1 is less than an A. Like, what? A, how's it less than a 4.0 scale? Because because it's apparently you can have A pluses count and and like 
So they reduce like the, the bonus a, scale. An A plus is like a four three. They so if they reduce the A plus to an A, but I'm not so sure. You know, like they would reduce the B minus up to a B, if you want to call that reducing. You know, I mean, it it only hurts him. Like so, yeah. if you if you get a B minus in another school, that's a B. That's a three But a B minus is not a three You can have no C's on your transcript at West Point and have like. What's a B minus? 2.67. Yeah, you can have no C's on your transcript and have a 2.67 GPA with no C's. It's, a, it's incredible. Like how or you could have is. like all C's. Yeah, you can have all Mid-mostly C's. You can, have, you can have all C's and be ineligible at West Point. Think about that. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's a tough academic environment. Um, for sure but you know i mean our guys figured out and they all stay eligible and kick ass so tough guys what um did we have any listener questions b row i feel like i'm just kind of going on and and i can chat anything i didn't really take that many of your questions either but i'll i'll take some questions and, and we'll give the fans what they want no i mean everything from the listeners was like discussion based it was already covered okay. uh, uh, I know. I know some fans out there are really interested. Now the season's over. Your golf schedule leading into the spring, into the summer. Uh, I know I need to get up there and um and hit the course. Yeah, I'm not gonna like this topic. They're listening, but I haven't. I haven't played golf. I've been. Um, I have a little simulator in my basement now. I've been hitting a lot of golf balls at the house. Um, and I think I'm in decent form, but you just never know until you get out there, you know, like yeah, I you got to test the course condition. I, I don't have a short game facility. I have, I don't chip and putt, you know, so who knows? I don't know. Um, I haven't hit the course. I do get a chance. We're going on a family vacation this weekend, you know, in, in a week from now. So I get a chance to, we're going to get a chance to take a break and get away for a little bit. And then maybe it will hit the course after that. So you have to come up and play B-Row and anybody that's listening, please let us know, come up, you know, you can be our guest. Come let's, Let's go hit some balls. I'll ask you a wrestling question, I guess. Um, if you had to take one thing away from this year, what would it be? If I had to take one thing away from this year. Um, or like most important lesson learned. Yeah. Um, we, we, you know, we all remember the, the way the season ends. You know, it's the last thing that's burned in your mind. So I think, you know, a lesson for us is just, being maybe a little bit more in tune with the emotions and, and the state of our guys, um, you know, at the, at the end of the year, but I'll tell you, like, I was really proud of our team this year. I thought we wrestled our best in the second semester and we were trending up. And so I don't want to let, you know, one bad day of wrestling kind of sour all the work that these guys did. Um, you know, you can do everything right and, and, and you can be prepared and do everything right. And you still got to show up on game day, you know, um, and you got to make your own breaks, but, um, no, that, that's probably the question to ask, you know, is what's one thing to take away. Um, I don't know if I've gotten there yet, to be honest. I mean, we, we've thought about it quite a bit, but I don't know if I've gotten there where I could really narrow it down, pinpoint one single thing that I would say this is the most important takeaway. But um, we need – I know this. We're at a critical spot where, like, I feel really good. We're in a completely different spot than we were a year ago. Like, this team right now, I feel, is in a great spot. Last year, I felt like we were a mess. Um and it's just important that we continue. We need complete buy-in from our guys, and we need really strong leadership from the guys on our team. Um, and if we do, then we can have a really good team next year. 
I'm fired up. That does it for me, huh? I wasn't going to wrestle Mawaz uh, a couple weeks from now in the next tournament, but now I think I am because you fired me up. <laughs> Let's go. Do you need, you need somebody in your corner? I want to come corner you. Get in line. <laughs> <laughs> Behind the whole youth team. I'm teasing. Um, but, Coach, I mean, that was a good one. I, I don't have any other topics. I think the next uh, – I want to have uh, Coach Parker on. Um, yes. You know, Fans know, you know, we're, have Coach Parker on, have Coach uh, Jeffries on here, you know, this offseason in the spring, um, you know, and some others. I get back to some, you know, some alumni episodes um, as well. So, yeah, more more to come with the podcast. But really, uh, you know, Coach Parker competing, you know, I think it'd be great to hear his story um, and, and kind of going on for the spring. So, I'll look forward to just kind of tuning in and, and listening to that episode, not knowing the answer to every question um, as the episode's playing. So I look forward to being, you're about to add another fan to the show, bring coach Parker on here as a guest. And I get to sit back and listen. Can't wait. <laughs> awesome coach. Well, appreciate you uh, coming on as always. Yep. And then you, you as well. Thanks for everybody for listening in. Be home. Be home. Thanks for tuning in to the B-Hall Radio Show. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast platform. If there's something you'd like to hear on a future show, reach out to us on any of our social media, Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Or you can reach us at email, bhaw.radio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your thoughts. And as always, go Army, be Navy.